and welcome to the True Patriot Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. Dude, we have some big news to share. Um, it's super, super big news. It changes uh, the entire makeup and landscape of one one portion of uh, the True Patriot Outfitters and GC Fishing and my focus, so on and so forth. Um so, yeah, I mean, we just, I have no other way to do this to set this up other than what this podcast is going to be is just our announcement here that we're making and um, the uh, the information and kind of what brought us to this decision. Um, I think it's uh, it's important to uh, to get that out there. So the bottom line is this, we are leaving, folks, leaving the bass boat world and going all in on the kayak fishing tip um effectively our nitro z21 pro pack that we have taken care of loved from day one still love it uh she's going up for sale uh we knew it was going to go up for sale at the end of this season we just didn't weren't sure if we were going to be getting back in a bass boat again for next season or not um you know the original game plan was to dabble in kayak fishing this year right and to to test out some of the competitive waters Listen, the fact of the matter is this, there is no section of the sport fishing industry that's booming and growing as fast as the kayak uh, uh, fishing competitive side is right now. Uh, from from just recreational all the way to the, the pros and the competitive side, kayak bass fishing dude is taken off. Um, we knew that we could see that it's been it's been building up more and more this year here i think there's just a few things taking place like in the hobie boss series kbf continuing to flex as the nation's you know largest um and just continuing to grow this sport um and dude it's it's the way what brought us to this decision to not dabble in both and just go all in uh is is rooted in a lot of a lot of areas so for me to explain that um, I wanted to take this podcast and just kind of go over that. So what, what's important to understand what brought us to this decision is to understand what initially gotten, you know, got us into competitive bass fishing, you know, to begin with um, and why we bought the the new big fancy rig um, when, when we did, you know, at the very heart, our love for fishing combined with love for competition is what, um, and then just my, my type of personality, it just locked in on competitive bass fishing. There is just, there are few things that I, that I enjoy, uh, more than, than, you know, the entire process. I realized, you know, that when I embraced the grind, when even the worst parts of doing, uh, that, you know, doing an event or whatever, when even those seemed fun and I actually enjoyed the pain, you know, that came with uh, those areas because not for nothing, when people think of fishing, they think of, you know, drowning a bobber and drinking a beer and sitting in a lawn chair. Competitive fishing is a complete different animal. Um, if you're doing it right and you're, you're efforting to get to the next level to compete against and you're competing in the right places where you're going against very, very skilled anglers, it requires so many uh, sacrifices and commitments from you to make that happen. And a lot of stuff, you know, if you've watched any of our interviews in the past, the pros will tell you, you know, a lot of the stuff, people just look at it and go, that just doesn't sound fun to me. What, what in the heck's wrong with you? I, we don't know what's wrong with us, but when you, when you do have that, that bite, that fever that gets and grabs a hold of you where even the worst part is fun to you and you're okay with it. Um, man, it's, it's a tough thing to shake. So that's, that's what really got us into competitive fishing. Right. And we wanted to compete, uh, and compete, not just at the level we're at, but at the next level, we wanted to be prepared for, to, to move to that piece there, you know, breathe it into existence, uh, you know, make our success, you know, have no choice, but to happen. So, we started getting used to, you know, making sure that our, our, our patterns for, for, you know, we've been working on our practice patterns to make sure that I was, I was setting myself up where 
at the Toyota and the pro uh, circuit level with the MLF, there are limitations to how many days you can actually practice prior to an event. So we started doing that even at the BFL level where there are no limitations. But we started doing it there so that when the time does come that we move up, we're already prepared for it. It's not such a culture shock. Well, the same brought us to purchasing a bass boat, right? Long ago. I wanted to make sure that of the variables that I could control, we controlled them and that I wasn't getting beat by things that were, they're not skill related, not fishing related, but equipment related or whatever the case may be. I didn't want to be concerned with the reliability of my equipment when I was running down the road. Um, we knew we were going to have to travel, right? Uh, to compete to the next level was, was meaning we we're going to have to get out of our local area and go compete on other bodies of water. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, natural lakes, act, the fish, uh, the patterns, the, the forage is different than dealing, say, with a, with a man-made highland reservoir. Um, lakes with grass compared to lakes with no grass and just rock. River systems, uh, muddy water, clean water. Um, in some areas of the country, you know, blue, uh, uh, blueback herring is their food. Others, you know, just straight shad, uh, crawfish dominate in some areas. Just learning these, you know, we knew we wanted to step up and, and just uh, be able to experience us. So traveling was going to have to happen. I had a 20 plus year old bass boat at the time with literally, this is not an exaggeration. I have the mercury output from it. We had a Merc 225 on it, Optimax, 1300 hours was on that boat now she drank oil you know like a like a like a sailor um but you know what it still purred and uh my trusted very good friend now who was a, the service manager the guy that helped me keep that uh that triton on the on the water like his his reasoning was fantastic which was listen it's drinking a lot of oil but you know what it was a two-stroke it was, but you know what it's still running it's still purring so let's not mess with it and that is just the absolute truth. So I literally just drove around with a couple extra, you know, two gallon, you know, gallon jugs of two cycle oil with me just because I knew I was going to need to add it in there for each event because this thing just chewed it up. Um, and I'd go through a set of plugs every, every season. If I had a heavy season, I'd have to change them out even there because it would just foul them out eventually. But I'll tell you what, like I said, 1300 plus hours on that thing. But the last thing I wanted to do was get out on the, you know, get out on a commitment to fishing, say down in, uh, you know, table rock driving 10 hours to get there and then have this thing, you know, give up the ghost on me all of a sudden. So we knew that if we were going to up our game, we had to get something more reliable. So we did. So I pulled the trigger on a 2020 nitro Z 21, bought it brand new, had it built from the factory, sent to me all the bells and whistles, creature features left and right. And I have loved this boat. I heard all the crap online, you know, watch out for nitro this, nitro that, whatever, dude. Um, we had a great dealer, got a great boat, never have, haven't had zero issues with that boat or the trailer. Um, you know, maybe I'm an oddball out there, whatever, but I take care of my gear is the first and foremost thing. When I'm, I don't go out and treat it like a rental car. And when I'm done, I, I baby this thing. It has made sure that that Merc has received every bit of service that it should have. And I've had it looked at, you know, for even when I didn't think I needed to, just to make sure everything was running good. Got the oil changes when they needed to. We got about 150 hours on that thing. By the way, it is going to be for sale. Um, it's going up. But nevertheless, I've, I've had no problems. I loved it. Uh, this thing is spoils me when I'm on the water, uh, it handles big water. Great. Very, very agile for its size. Um, it's, it was awesome. So that piece also put my mind at ease. I didn't worry about my equipment. I didn't worry about my dealer. I surrounded myself with good equipment and good companies with the few tiny sponsors that we had, um, to go out and get this job done, uh, fishing. And then we had to choose, you know, what venue we were going to do. It became the MLF because it was FLW, us who we changed to just because we could pay to compete. And if you're good enough, you can move up, right? You would be able to. Where the other avenues were you had to fish for this year to see if you qualified for a certain thing next year. And then you had to fish that year to see if you qualified for something else the next year. And then 
it was based on nothing but the way they thought you should do it because it made them the most money. Okay. That's just the flat out truth. Um, I don't need to mention names on it, but that's just the way that stuff is built. Um, and guys just accept it because it's been that way since the dawn of time. So they're, they don't think anything different. Well, leave, leave it to me. I, I question everything. I always want to make sure that things are making good sense, which is why we're at, we're, you know, at the stage that we're at right now. FLW then became the MLF. So we decided uh, we fished some of the stuff up north. Then we decided to stretch down into the Ozarks and we started fishing that and everything was going fine and dandy. That whole aspect of, of traveling got changed when we moved here to Colorado. We knew now that we were going to continue to try to fish into Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, um, Missouri, maybe even stretch back up to La Crosse, Wisconsin here and there, um, do some of that stuff. That was our, our game plan. And we knew we were talking 12 plus hours. Sam Rayburn uh, event was going to be 16 and a half, almost 17 hours to get there. Um, and so we we kind of knew all this, but we, we committed to it. We were going to go after it and get, get into it. The change-up started to occur, however, when, like I said, we started realizing that there were alternatives out there that we should be taking a look at. And when we started dipping our feet and taking a look at the kayak bass fishing, it started bringing a few other things up, up into play. Now, add with that, 2022 takes effect post covid now the the ukraine russia you know thing going on everybody finding every reason under the sun by the way just to raise prices on stuff ridiculously um i'm not even going to get into that stuff but nevertheless supply chain woes everything cost fuel i mean need we say more our expenses on our business model because remember this this isn't just about me going out and, and fishing tournaments for fun. This is a business that we have in play. Okay, there is a lot of money and a lot of commitments that get made. Then last year, our priorities changed from our number one being our competitive stage to our number one now being services that we can offer to our nonprofit partners in the, row, in the areas of promotions and outdoor recreation. Those, that became our primary. The secondary now was the competitive fishing. Competitive fishing gave us a stage. It gave us a platform. It provided some extra attraction, if you will, that we could bring in uh, to, uh, you know, potential sponsors, of course, but primarily to our nonprofits. Um, having, you know, a guest come in that does this for a living. There's not many of us out there that do this. So it added an extra attraction for us to help them out. We chose to not be primarily focused on the fishing aspects of it in that business. And we decided to put the primary focus on those services. So every decision we make from here on out has to go through that, that qualification, right? I mean, we have to make sure, does this boost or help us with our veteran support and first responder and gold star family support services, uh, or does it hurt us? Our business, GC Fishing LLC, DBA is the True Patriot Outfitters. It's a small business designed to allow me time to dedicate to establishing outdoor recreation events for those warriors and heroes. In addition, we volunteer and provide promotional services um, to the nonprofits that we work with, such as Romans Warrior Foundation, Allegiance Ranch and Rescue, Warrior Bonfire, Operation Equine, uh, Wolfpack Support Services. And we'll do one-off. Those are our main ones that we work with, but we'll do one-off uh, work with any legitimate um, solid organization that is, that is servicing uh, those areas that we focus on, right? So with that being our focus and our primary, we had to start looking at this when all these expenses and everything started to bounce around. The last thing that we could afford to do is have one department or one section of our business become a money drain. The, the danger there was that this section of the business just might end up being a sponge that's pulling in all this extra money because now all of a sudden my cost on that section to perform that work, to go out and do that, was causing even more resources to be dedicated to it. Well, we'll I'll tell you right now, folks, the sponsorship and advertising games out there are really hurt 
for whatever reason, you know, call it post COVID, uh, call it social media influence, call it, you know, I don't know, volcanoes causing a problem who knows, but the bottom line is though those budgets for companies for advertising dollars and sponsorship of, of, you know, for-profit organizations has been hit hard. So we have a limited supply of dollars that we're operating on. And the faster I burn through these dollars, the, the faster I'm going to reach that point where I can't keep doing this without going and getting another source of income. This is why we have the True Patriot Outfitters. This is why we do the podcast. This is why we do all these other things is to create additional revenue and, and help fund and keep us in function here and keep going, you know, as opposed to me going to the bank of, of Gene's wife, you know, that uh, thankfully she's a professional and successful and keeps this business afloat. Um, she is the, the, the heart and soul behind this whole thing. Um, and so we just need to started looking at all these pieces. Well, like I said, as, as I just went through, when you add those, you know, that, feasibility that this one section of the business could create a drain and take away from our longevity, take away from the initial services we can provide just to keep us going on the road. Dude, beyond the gas, you have the supply chain stuff has hit everything. Everything out there has gone up in expense. Lodging has gone up. Um, the, the items that we need tackle, you know, trying to get a hold of a lot of this, this is maybe the one section also that, that probably got me even worse knowing that even with a brand new boat, even with a dealer back in Minnesota, that is the only one that we trust, you know, with us just because we haven't found anything out here with, for our boat that we, you know, a service center that we trust to not jab us. The the anxiety involved with the supply chain thought, let's say I'm driving down the road, we toss something on the, you know, say I blow a tire and it rips up part of the trailer. It's not so much getting it in for service as it is just getting parts could put you out two, three weeks. Well, trust me during tournament season, folks, two, three weeks will kill me. Uh, that'll take us right off our, our game. And then what the heck we, you know, we're going to be drop, dropping how much money to try to tow this thing back or get it elsewhere you see where I'm going at? So even all of a sudden now with the supply chain issues in play, even owning a new boat is no guarantee. So I lost all the benefit inside my head now. And dude, I'm going to tell you, as I get older, that insurance piece, that comfort allows me to sleep at night. Um, my wife can attest to this the past three, four, five, six weeks. I don't sleep much these days. A lot of stuff on our heads. Uh, on, on my head right now that we're running through trying to figure out ways. The anxiety just continues to rise. We can't fish. We can't get out because it's hard water season. Um, and then add all this stuff into it. Like I said, all of a sudden the benefit of owning this very expensive flashy boat and a nice pickup to pull the thing around the country with started to create a lot of extra issue inside my head and the worry was coming in. So a lot of my, my safeguards were removed. Um, and it just, it started, it forced me to take a, a, a look at the whole, um, you know, situation that, that we were in at this point. So as we've had the chance to learn more and more about the competitive kayak fishing world, it became apparent to me that this section of the sport fishing industry, it's exploding and it's going to continue this, this unprecedented growth for years to come. Right. I mean, it's fishing after all. So, I mean, it caught my attention no matter what it is. It's also still very grassroots driven. I mean, when you're, when you're looking at that, I mean, to me, I'm a major fan of the grassroots efforts where it's, where it's people taking care of people and it's, you know, the people inside doing the stuff is what's growing this. And while anglers are anglers across the world and there's a common bond and there is a, there is a, a camaraderie amongst bass boat guys that compete. I will say now, after having an opportunity to see both worlds, somewhat you know deeper in the bass boat world but even what i've seen so far the kayak fishing world the kayak fishing world is a very close-knit community and it's driven by people by pure passion and they're just enthusiasts of fishing the outdoors 
to a degree that I would say, I'm going to be so bold to say, I think it's, it's more than in the bass boat world, the bass boat world. There's an adrenaline factor that, that comes in and there's a, there is a machismo, right? I mean, there's mono way mono, you know, duking it out. That's why I want the faster boat. So I want the bigger motor. So I want the fancier. This is in the, that's is. Um, there's a piece of that that's there. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's there and I don't see it as much in the other areas, especially in the kayak fishing world. But you have, you know, like these purists in the kayak fishing world that I think is fantastic. It's not for me, but I think it's fantastic. These guys don't, nah, they scoff at pedals and motors. It's paddle or nothing. And dude, watching videos of these guys boating, you know, five pounders with a paddle and a net and a fishing pole and, and, you know, 19 other things clipped to them and this and that. And they're managing all this stuff somehow and getting the fish in there, getting a picture, getting them out. That is nuts. And they are passionate about paddle only. I mean, that's the, what they're there for. Like I said, me on the other hand, dude, I'm coming off fancy bass boat. I want as many motors on this thing and all kinds. I want this thing lit up like a Christmas tree, this, this kayak when I'm on the water. Um, that's just my side of the whole thing, but I love the different areas and how passionate they are inside the kayak community. Um, you know, it's what led us to basically picking up a kayak and getting ready to try our hand at the whole thing to begin with. Uh, there were so many aspects of it that we were just really, really intrigued with. Uh, you know, and as time went on, other opportunities presented themselves for our business, 2022 got started off to a very expensive start. We knew that our, our our course that we were currently on had some issues with it. So after an exhaustive period of contemplation, many back and forth sessions uh, of reasoning, we concluded that it didn't make sense. And if you know me, this also makes sense to you. You know that when I go in on something, I go all in. It didn't make sense for us to, to do both things kind of half-assed. We decided Nope. It is time to go all in. It's we, we can extend our livelihood. We can, we can do a whole lot of good with this by going all in. And I'm going to operate better if I don't have to divvy up my attention on stuff. Right. Um, if I can, instead of dabbling with it, we're going two feet, um, straight into this bad boy and we are going to rock out. Uh, as you know, with our work with Romans Warrior, we're partnered with New Canoe, uh, Rocky Mountain Fishing Kayaks. That is basically what we're going to be fishing out of is a New Canoe Unlimited. Um, we're going to represent the Romans Warrior Foundation on the trails while we're out there, bringing more awareness to the foundation and seeing what we can do in, uh, in regards to putting that uh, Romans Warrior uh, Foundation Yak uh, Unlimited in the... Uh, in the limelight as much as we can when we're out there. So the, uh, the overall uh, situation just made the total sense for us to jump after this. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, uh, we're going to go down the, the, the piece pieces of this puzzle that all came together that made this, uh, you know, kind of fall in there. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Gene Campbell here. Thank you for watching and listening to the True Patriot Podcast. We sincerely appreciate it. Listen, if you're looking for a way that you can help us out, uh, help with our services, help the Romans Warrior Foundation, help the True Patriot Outfitters, support the mission, and by just simply doing the normal things, two major things, all of our social media stuff, please get out there and share it, subscribe, those likes, spread the word, try to get your friends to like it, help us with that there. That is a major, major thing. The second piece, if you're looking for fish and tackle, if you're looking uh, to purchase anything and you go and do it online anyway, check out the True Patriot Outfitters, check out some of the apparel lines out there. Any of the stuff that is labeled like this brand new hat with Romans Warrior Foundation all of the profits from those sales will go directly to the Romans Warrior Foundation uh, through our site there. Um, we're the only place online you're going to get NACO swag, right? NACO tungsten, you can get a hold of a hat, some beanie out there. Um, if there's something else you're looking for, let me know. We'll put it together. We can create it. We've got their permission to do so. And then, of course, we have Tackle HD, NACO tungsten, um, the, the Vicious Fishing. I mean, all of their product line out there. Let, uh, check out the True Patriot Outfitters. And welcome back. All right. So in this second piece here, the second half, we're going to go over the individual reasons and kind of some of our thoughts as to what went into these things here. I want you to know it's important to keep this in mind. 
our sponsors and our commitments that we have with our sponsors remain in place. Matter of fact, we're going to be able to probably pick up the exposure for them on a major level. This uh, year, we're going to have an opportunity to work with a couple companies with the hopes of coming on them coming on board as an actual sponsor with us. Companies like New Canoe, they're supporting the Romans Warrior Foundation. I would love to uh, be fishing under the New Canoe uh, flag as we move forward. We're going to be fishing out of the Unlimited and doing our best to represent them, to show them the value in working with us. And so that will be happening. Rocky Mountain Fishing Kayaks, they're the dealer for New Canoe here in Colorado. They're another one. Amped Outdoors. I've had an opportunity to speak with those guys. Lithium batteries, some of the best on the market that you're going to find out there. There's a lot of brands you can go with. This is a solid company. One of the few companies also that Garmin actually trusts to send people over to uh, when it comes to working with some of their products because of uh, just certain technical specs. We're hoping to work with them in the in the future as well. But on top of that, the existing companies that are with us, of course, Vicious Fishing. We can't do this whole entire podcast or anything that we do without Vicious. Those guys are, uh, are, are a huge contributor with us. All Terrain, Blackfish, TH Marine, uh, Power Pole, all these guys here, uh, Nako Tungsten, Tackle HD. Uh, we use these products. We've, we trust in these products. That doesn't change. All right. We're still going to continue on. Uh, working with that. And we know that new opportunity is going to present itself. We're always in the market. Uh, we're continuing to look for a new rod manufacturer. We're going to be trying some different things. Obviously, the kayak, um, uh, just logistics are going to change that up. So we're going to be looking uh, to try to get together, working with somebody on those uh, those lines and, uh, and, of course, others. And then, you know, with the Romans Warrior Foundation, Shields, Colorado, there's very few companies that have done more uh, to help us in our efforts around here with Romans and with our veteran support than Shields. And we're looking forward to maybe in the future working out a deal with them as well. Uh, so all these things become, uh, you know, into play. About the only one that's going to that's going to uh, uh, I'm going to have to to say goodbye to uh, for next season will be Mercury. Um, we've been a part of their pro team for, for a lot of years now, um, but it's an amazing company. I, I believe in that entire organization. I love them to death. Um, and if I could put a mark on the back of my new canoe, I would darn sure do it. But <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, so, yeah, probably next year we'll be forced to, uh, to step away uh, for a while. Um, but who knows? Like I said before, just because we're stepping out of the bass boat now doesn't mean we won't be back in one. And we're always open to opportunity as it presents itself. So enough of all that. Let's get into our reasoning on this. So of all the things we talked about of, of you know, what led us to deciding to go all in on kayak and leave the, the big boat, the glitter boat, whatever you want to call it, leave that world behind for the time being. Probably none more apparent than the obvious one, the low-hanging fruit here, cost, all right, pure and simple. Um, the cost to purchase and the cost of ownership on the most expensive kayak in the fishing realm out there that you can get a hold of is an absolute fraction of the cost that's required to go into a competitive bass boat to put you, you know, uh, in an apples to apples conversation with your competition. It's a fraction of the cost. Okay. Um, I, 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 and it's, it's just the truth of what it is. You know, even the most uh, economical boats out there that you're going to find, if you're buying brand new and you put uh, some gear on it so that you can actually fish, I mean, you're starting off like a baseline at almost 70 grand and then throw in, you know, you know, what is, I mean, five grand is a super expensive fishing kayak, you know, that's out there. Um, and yeah, I got more money in that wrapped up just in the electronics at the console of my boat. Okay. I mean, literally just the electronics at the console, you know, we're, 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 you know, at times we've gone over that. Um, so it's, you know, there's just not even a comparison. And then we talk about ownership, the maintenance on it, the, the upkeep, the, the requirements of all this area here. It's just a simple, simple math addition uh, that you can put across this, okay? Just combine that, couple that with the expense of trailering this boat and running around, the, the extra cost in the, in the gas, the extra cost in the maintenance of the trailer, uh, the wear and tear on the vehicle compared with my kayak. Literally, literally, I can throw this thing on the rooftop um, yeah, it takes some time to pull gear off of it before I can get it up there. So what? Um, I can throw it in the bed of my pickup 
and get rolling down the road with it. You know, in the future, we'll look at putting a, a competitive trailer together. We'll see, but you know what that folds out to. But for the time being, we don't even need to do that. So we can roll down the road, getting literally twice the gas mileage that we were getting with pulling. So the cost aspect alone, not even a consideration. Um, we will save so much money and our output of, of money by going into the kayak world uh, compared to our, our bass boat. The other big area here, then this one was one that I did not expect to find, but this is what helped kind of lead this. So here it is. My options for competing at a, at a regional to national level are literally, uh, if you're looking for the maximum output, we found that it was with the MLF. There's just no, there's no way around it. Best bang for buck, um, you know, with the contingencies that were in play, the, the level of angler that you get to get to compete against, um, for your pay to play aspects, the MLF BFL series is really tough to beat. And there's tons of options all over the place, uh, where you can go fish the BFLs. Now that changes, however, when you move to Colorado, because even with all those options, BFL, Toyota series, all that good stuff, we are a minimum of about 12 hours to 13 hours away from the nearest competitive body of water for us. Um, folks, that's a commitment. Okay. That's a, that's a long haul and that racks up gas, uh, that racks up cost. So we knew that if we were going to compete with the boat, our local options to get out as well and, and fish in the boat and just stay frosty, keeping our skills together are really limited out here in Colorado. There's not a lot of bodies of water close, um, that you can go to that are, that are worthwhile going to with a bass boat out here when you compare it to other, you know, other areas out there. Um, and so these, all these things just kind of factored in. So when I started looking at the competition capabilities, uh, from the kayak side, I was blown away. Now, hands down the biggest, most influential trail in kayak right now has to be the KBF. Okay. Kayak bass fishing league, the KBF, um, Chad Hoover and an entire army of loyal participants and creators and pioneers of this. I mean, dude, they are in like 40 plus States in the U S where there's each month, there's a, what they call the challenge series where you can compete, uh, for your chance at the end of the season, you can go compete in a national, you know, championship for the challenge series. Dude, that's phenomenal. You can fish on any public water out of your kayak. It goes on each month and each month you go up against all the other anglers inside your, um, uh, inside the state. And it's all done through tourney X. I mean, it's, it's a brilliant setup here and it, it allows you to kind of, you know, compete and do what you want to do with high profile setup, but yet on your time schedule. That's some brilliant stuff. Other big names out there. You have bass, of course, bass, uh, has the, the kayak Bassmaster uh, set up here. Um, and that has a national trail with a classic. And even fishing your state uh, stuff through the kayak Bassmaster piece, you can actually qualify for the classic through your state. I mean, that's phenomenal. That's a great fast, you know, that if you, if you can put the results up, you can qualify and get a chance to go compete on a big stage. Um, you know, of course there's the Hobie boss, the bass open series out there. That one's been selling out quite a bit just because quite frankly, those guys are duking it out for, you know, 50, 60 grand, you know, or whatever in total prize money, I guess it's over a hundred thousand now, but they're, uh, they got some sponsors in there that are setting up for that. And that thing's selling out like in a matter of days, they open registration and a 200 boat field is filled like that. I mean, it's done and done. Another one big that's making waves out there is the all American kayak series. They're a national deal. They're picking up steam. They fish throughout, uh, nationally. I think they, they've got some, uh, some Kansas, some Oklahoma, some Arkansas, I think some Missouri, they're going to be in Iowa. They're going up to lacrosse. So they're hitting the Midwest out there too. And, and they're getting their series up and rolling with a chance to fish their classic. Uh, they have the All-American uh, uh, Bass Classic that they put together. All-American Classic, I think is what they call it. So yeah, uh, that, that Kayak Classic there, you've got it. So all of a sudden, you had all these national options here that if I was going to drive, I could reduce cost by doing it in the kayak and go compete nationally. But that wasn't even it. Combine now 
the local scene, the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club, phenomenal club, great group of people. I've had an opportunity. We, we, uh, we interviewed their uh, uh, Bass Series Tournament Director, Mr. Alex Rojas. He's a former president of the club, uh, been with them for a long, long time. Um, they, they are positioned as a KBF partner, right? Uh, with, in the state of Colorado, they hold, they got multi-species that you can get involved with their tournaments. And they also have their bass series and they go around the entire state, all local that you can, uh, get involved in a uh, great group to really, you know, stay, stay active. It's a big group of, uh, of people out there. It puts you in contact with a lot of anglers. It's a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal avenue to, to spread the word and mission about what uh, our nonprofits are doing. On top of that, the Colorado Kayak Bassmasters, like I said before, fishing through those ranks, you can actually get to the state qualifier and get yourself a chance and opportunity to qualify for the Bass Kayak Classic. I mean, this is huge stuff, right? These are big deals. That's all available here local. Okay. I mean, so you got the monthly challenge. You got the national stuff you can get out and stretch and do. You got the Colorado uh, Kayak Fishing Club. You got the Colorado Kayak Bassmasters. We went from having a schedule of about six, seven events, trying to figure out how we were going to financially afford that, to we've got about 15 events now. We had about 22 and we had to tone them back just because some of them crossed over each other. The fact that I can stay at home, drive an hour and a half and go fish an event and then drive home. Are you kidding me? Um, heck yeah. I mean, these are huge, huge deals for us. So the uh, lodging requirements went down. I mean, everything across the board on this, on the competitive options just made complete sense. We can fish a lot more, put a lot more uh, notoriety to our nonprofits and, and provide those services, get a lot more uh, experience in this local area and reach more anglers to expand our anglers network to help us with some of these events. You see where I'm going with this. There's just no competition in the competitive options available between, you know, for us with the, with the big boats uh, compared to the other one. And uh, for a guy like me that likes to stay busy, that was huge. <clears throat> Another one of the reasons, and keep in mind, I'm not poo-pooing on the bass boat world, all right? I'm just saying these are, these are some of the things that I've noticed, okay? Differences in some different areas here. And the, at the end of the day, a lot of this is my opinion. Um, I believe a lot of this is based on, on information that I've seen, uh, have been told, you know, and, and experienced myself. So I, I believe in these opinions to be factually, you know, founded, but nevertheless, the fishing style, uh, the intimacy brought on by kayak bass fishing is something that suits my style of fishing really well. And what I mean by the intimacy, number one, you are closer to the elements. Okay. That brings on just a connection piece with the outdoors. Okay, that is, and that is something that I absolutely love uh, about the, you know, the prospects of this. But we're going to get a little bit deeper into the, into the weeds here. I want to grill down into this. In a bass boat tournament, if I pull up on a body of water and I pull into a little creek arm and I start fishing and the, the where I expected to find them, I'm not finding them. Um, if the water gets blown out, let's say, let's say it's all muddy now. Uh, it was clear. Now it's completely stained and my game plan's completely, you know, thrown on its head. I can motor up and run 30 miles the other direction and find brand new clean water and salvage the day. And within about 25, 35 minutes, I can be there. Everything's done. And I start fishing and away I go. You can't do that in a kayak as easy. Now, yes, some events you can trailer and move to another public landing and drop in there. But I'm going to tell you this, you're not going to win a tournament with your kayak on the trailer. You're not catching fish without a lure in the water. So it should be the very last thing that you absolutely do. So my point is in this, your homework, your map study, your lake study, your practice time means so much because when you choose a section of that lake, you're going to be there. All right. And you need to maximize everything, not just finding the pattern, but you're going to have to find a pattern within a pattern and just absolutely get dialed into what is going on to every little nook and cranny that is in that Creek bed 
that is in that little arm, you know, that goes back in, that's on these points, this bluff ball, whatever you're fishing, this sand flat, that little piece of isolated cover that happens to sit up there that held four or five really good fish, whatever it is, in the kayak world, you have to be willing and capable of making adjustments quickly, but also really fine tuning it and working an area. It picks up the requirement on the angler. Okay. It picks up the, the, you don't have as many options, uh, you know, available to you. Now you can motor a good distance in a lot of these things with a good trolling motor on there, a good pedal system, whatever, but we're not talking a 20, 30 mile run. Right. And like I said, you can trailer. So there's options. I'm not saying there's not, but for the most part, you have to be putting in the work. And that's, what's going to separate you from the other guys is the work you put in. And then of course your angling skill. I really like that. I think that it's more at a premium in the kayak. I'm not saying it doesn't exist in the bass boat world. I'm just saying it's at a, a higher value in the kayak fishing world. That's what I honestly believe in, in seeing that stuff. And so when you look at that piece, you know, and you want to, you want to grind out and you got to dig down and get you, put your head down and just go to work. Dude, I love that. Cause I know that's going to weed out a whole lot of non-packers in there that don't want to put in that hard work. They just want to go out there and, and cast a line and try to catch. I love the fact that in some of these, it's going to take hard work, determination, tenacity, and just flat ass out stubbornness to get the job done. That's just my game, right? I mean, that's what that's in my wheelhouse. So I'm ready to go with there. Um, so it's the fishing style piece. I think better lines up for us. Another deal. Um, I'm turning 50 this year. I'm not getting any younger, so I'm not going to lie. The idea of pedaling my kayak for five miles up and down a, a, a lake certainly in the beginning stages scares me. Okay. I know that I'm going to have a few nights where I'm not going to be able to walk so well, but I also know that as soon as I get over that hump, as soon as I, uh, my body responds well to, uh, to, to working out and so forth. It remembers the days of being athletic, uh, long ago, mind you. Um, and I'm, I know that as soon as I get by that initial stage there, it may take a season, who knows? Um, but the point I'm get, trying to get at is the health benefits. With the kayak fishing world, you are far more active. Okay, there's the loading, the unloading, the, the transporting things down, the taking the gear off, the absolute powering of, of, the, of the kayak, the you know getting back and redoing the whole setup again. All of these things just as puts you in a better position for the health benefits that can come with kayak angling. And of course, being out in that, you know, the in natural environment so much more. Um, these are all beneficial pieces as to what makes recreational therapy so powerful. And then we get a chance to actually just, you know, experience all that nonstop. So that is a huge, huge piece in our, in our, uh, our selection of this. The other area maybe that isn't so relatively uh, known to a lot of guys, but it is something that means a lot to us is the nature and the young uh, status of kayak bass angling. Now it's been around for, for many years, but it's still very much in the sport fishing industry. It's still very much in my opinion, in the toddler stages we're just now this year starting to see the top anglers in the world going to go duke it out for some serious, serious money. Um, last couple of years, there've been some pretty good national championships won, but I have a feeling you're going to start seeing this take a, over across the board. There's not many anglers in this sport that only do this for a living, right? They, they there's just not enough money in it yet. Um, the fact of the matter is, we stand at an opportunity here that if the pro status can be acquired and, and set to that, you know, that next level there for this industry, the cost can remain low enough that actually we could have some anglers that could make a living doing this. I mean, the, the, the cost to entry, as long as these things are, are grown smartly and they don't get, you know, they don't get the fever that's caught on to, you know, the other side 
of the boat industry where everything has to be, you know, ridiculously expensive, then we should be doing okay when it comes to that. One aspect of what tells, tells me that, that we're, the kayak bass angling is still in its, its in, you know, toddler stages as it's coming up. It's not infant anymore. It's out of that. But it's, it's just growing here is many of the pioneers that help build this and create this environment that we're now in that's about to flower and bloom and blossom into something amazing, more amazing than what it currently is. Many of these pioneers are still in a kayak and they're still fishing. That tells you, I mean, this is where this is an exciting time to be a part. Um, many of the pioneers that, you know, seven, eight, nine, whatever it was years ago that started putting this together with bigger visions of where this thing could be and where they wanted to take it. Uh, they're still out there, man. Uh, you know, obviously with through the KBF, Chad Hoover, he's still out there getting his gig on, man. He's doing his thing and he's, he's bringing big names. He's trying to help unite, um, you know, the, the big names of Hobie and Bass and the KBF trying to bring them all together. When quite frankly, you look at the, the followers alone, you look at the participants alone, the KBF is the big gun, right? And so here you got the big gun going out there, breaking bread with all these other, uh, national deals because he truly, 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 in my opinion, believes in growing the sport. That's exciting to be a part of that. If we can do our small part from the local level and then take it nationally to grow the sport, uh, conduct ourselves professionally, get out there and perform at a professional level. I mean, this is, these are, it's proud, proud moments to be a part of something uh, that early. And this is what led to those pieces right there is what led us to deciding we're going all in. There's no use to half-ass it. We're going all in 2022. Um, Nitro's going up for sale. And we are going to be running an, an, a new canoe, unlimited, uh, decked out the way we need it uh, to compete. Um, we'll we'll go with what we can get a hold of right now. We'll get out there, start competing, and we'll just expand and grow as we get more and more comfortable. We are going to fish the the monthly challenge uh, series in Colorado through the KBF. We're going to be competing there for 2022. We're uh, we have joined. We're going to be fishing with the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club. Uh, that's another one. Excited to to work with those guys. Uh, equally on a local level, we're going to fish with the Colorado Kayak Bassmasters. That's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have an opportunity to try to qualify for the 2023 uh, Bassmaster uh, Kayak Classic. We're going to be looking for that, um, uh, seeing if we can get in there. And then we're also going to be on the national tip. We've got five events lined out on our tentative schedule here for the All-American Kayak Series. Um, with a chance to qualify multiple chances in ways that we're going to try to qualify for the 2023 um, All-American Kayak Classic uh, that we can try to get to. So that will be, we've got a couple opportunities to take this next season. We're going to look a very, very carefully at the KBF trail, the national trail stuff. We're going to look at those and we're going to be looking very, very closely at the Bassmaster Um uh, high end piece there. So we'll, we'll try to continue to work with the local, you know, clubs as much as we can next season, uh, just to keep our involvement going there, but we're going to look to the national trails on a, on a higher level. And to be quite honest with you, if this all American looks as good as what the reports and everything we've been saying, we may uh, stick with that and forego one of the other uh, trails there. Um, but, but I can honestly suspect that KBF is where we definitely want to compete with. Uh, we believe in that organization, the vision they've set up and how they want to grow our sport. And, uh, so yeah, we, we want to be, uh, we want to be a part of that and we're going to be honored to do so to get out there, um, and, uh, have a chance to meet some buddies that we've made out there like, uh, Mr. Jody Queen himself. Um, it'll be fun to fish against him and get my butt kicked by him a few, a few hundred times. So any rate folks. I've said this multiple times. We will be back in a boat. I'm sure of it. Okay. Eventually we'll have a boat again, but only after our business is in place, things are solvent and things are working. We're making the conscious choice, a business decision to jump into the kayak world here and, and take this route on it's fishing. It's competitive fishing. Um, we're excited about the opportunity here. We're excited to be a rookie again, uh, 49 years old, going to go out there and be a rookie at this. That, that is actually super, super exciting. Um, I still love all of the positive aspects of, uh, the bass boat world. I dream of a day when the MLF, uh, opens up a kayak, uh, division. I absolutely wish and hope they do. 
um, because we would we would be the for one of the first in line of taking a look at that because the MLF and the BFLs have been run so cleanly and so well in the past. Um, the directors there, everybody involved, as as they work their tails off. So I would love to see them do a kayak uh, division there, and hopefully they they take a look at that and they uh, they open up into one of those. The only issue that we found is that we just couldn't deal with the ever-increasing costs associated with doing that for our business. If it were the only thing I was doing, uh, that would be a different story. But our focus is on the veteran support services, providing this work through Romans Warrior Foundation, keeping the true Patriot Outfitters in a position to provide those services where we can, uh, when we can, to the other nonprofits as well. Um, creating that that whole piece there so that we can we can create our service back to others that will continue to be our front and this is just going to be a great tool to allow us to do that so stick with us folks like i said new canoe vicious fishing shields colorado all these companies rocky mountain fishing kayaks um check them out these are companies that are that are making this all this stuff happen amped outdoors uh, for your lithium battery needs, um, you, the, these guys are an amazing company. We're looking to work with them. Uh, looking forward to that and uh, building relationships with them as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun time for 2022. We'll be doing another uh, little drop here. We'll do another podcast where we'll drop our schedule out there once we've confirmed a lot of this stuff. We've got, uh, I'd say, about half of it confirmed and locked in. Now we just need to get a few of the other pieces in place. So, folks, as usual, your support, the fact that you're still watching this, I will never have the words to thank you enough for this. Um, it means the world to us. This is something we're trying to chase. It's we've My family's put everything we have into this to try to make this work. Um, and we're trying to find ways that even the simplest thing, like I said, the likes, the shares, the subscribes, that is huge and is a major, major benefit to us. The bigger we get there, that's the more value we can create for our nonprofits. And eventually what that translates into more profit and more assets we can create for potential sponsors to help us on this mission as we keep going. So as always, guys, thank you so much for everything. Tight lines. Be safe. Together.